Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is all about dynamic family leadership, financial freedom, and leaving a profound legacy for our children. Parents, if you are working 8 to 6 p.m. and scared what's going on with this market, and you're wondering how you're going to fund your retirement or college fee, you want to earn stable cash flow appreciating income, obviously we want some sort of extra money every month in our checking account. We are here to help you because we can teach you how to create a safe, personalized real estate portfolio. You can generate $10,000 or more a month, one house at a time, and you can involve your children in creating wealth. Now, you can invest alone, but when the families involve, you empower your children to become financially literate and able to manage their own life. When you have a family business, you and your kids always have something to talk about. So wealth building brings family together, kids, teens, and parents. Investing is the new family sport. Give us a call because we will find, acquire, and renovate, and also manage the property for you. And as little as two hours a month, you get to build your own wealth and knowledge. So schedule your complimentary Is Real Estate Right for Me educational call today. Go to my website at integrativeminds.com. And there you can also order my books, True Legacy Wealth, Creating Generational Wealth Through Real Estate Investing and Real Estate Investing for a Woman. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and syndicated on RethinkRadio.org, OneIdeaAway.com, and Arm Radio. I have two guests today. They are from New Era Debt Solution. And... I think it's a perfect time for them to come on as we're wondering about our debts and our credits because they help you, the consumer, clean up, fix your credit profiles to improve your credit score, accelerate mortgage reduction, and create wealth growth programs. So our first guest has been here before. He's been in the credit restoration since 1990. He grew his credit restoration company from two employees to over 550 employees before he sold the company in 2012. He had an annual revenue of $65 million, and after selling his credit restoration company, he joined a no-advanced-fee debt settlement company called New Era Debt Solution. They never charge upfront fees. They only get paid if and when they can complete your debt settlement process. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Robert Childs. Hi, Robert. Hello, Jacqueline. Good morning. Good morning. So let's bring on our, your partner, our second guest. He is also with New Era Debt Solution, and he's also currently the principal chief strategist and consultant with Regality Investors Trust. I hope I said that right. Where he's responsible for all aspects of administration and management. So prior to RIT, he held the position of lead counselor within the Department of Education where he developed innovative psychological counseling techniques and programs and developed technical scheduling protocols emulated by counselors. He received his Master's of Arts in Counseling Psychology. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to John Kenneth Roberts. Hi. Hey, Jacqueline. Welcome, everyone. 
Yes, thank you. I think your degree in psychology is going to help with the debt settlement because people are probably very scared and maybe even a little angry and fearful. Absolutely. Um, you know, we need to have a real peaceful state of mind when we're handling these issues. And uh, I, I love to help people that are in difficult times and situations. If you haven't noticed, Robert Chow has been on my show several times. He's now become my go-to guru guy regarding debts, credits, and getting your finances together. And John is his partner. So obviously, I want to introduce you guys to John. You're going to be hearing from Robert and John a lot more on my show. And I'm helping them launch and promote their own podcast all around this topic because I think everybody really wants to understand and be in control of their money and credit. So with the current state of our economy and what's to come, their expertise is going to be a much-needed topic. Tell us quickly what the name of the show is and what we're going to be looking forward to. Our new show is going to be called The uh, the Debt and Credit Guys. You can't get more simpler than that. And we're, uh, Jacqueline had mentioned folks are going to be talking about in the area as this changing economy happens, uh, uh, change with the real estate economy, but in, in reflecting to what negative debts might be haunting your credit report that automatically affect your credit reports. You don't pay a debt, it goes against your credit report as a negative account. And we'll definitely talk about that on our future shows, how to address it and how to deal with different aspects of that to get it corrected. This is all basically coming to a theater near you. And as soon as they launch, we're going to have them back on. But between now and then, you're going to be seeing them a lot on my shows so that they can help kind of calm your nerves and give you mm -hmm. more information. Today, our topic is going to be about bad debts, knowing your rights, dealing with collection agencies and law firms. So let's say I got served legal papers that I'm being sued for unpaid credit card debts. What's my next step? What should I do? Well, I like to take that one. Uh, you absolutely have to, without a doubt, respond to the lawsuit or debt claim. If you've never been sued before, it can be really intimidating and scary for a lot of people. But please just gather your thoughts and pull yourself together, and you must respond to this. The lawsuit is going to come in the form of a set of documents. It's going to be called a summons and complaint. And remember that the number one mistake that consumers can make, because it's a scary situation, you may not know what to do and feel comfortable with this, is just failing to respond. There's a lot of negativity that can happen if you don't respond. I'd like to add to that, Jacqueline. Uh, if someone does get served legal papers, it's going to vary state to state. Uh, some states only have 18 days, 15 days. California is 30 days, for example. And uh, one state is even 10 days. But it is when you get served, if a legal processor shows up at your doorstep at your work or home, says, here you go, in California, you have 30 days from that point. I don't care if they file it in court six months ago. It took them six months to find you. You have 30 days, uh, what I call, it's called the intent to sue process on that legal papers that John talked about. Uh, and the person does not reply, either a phone call to the law firm, reply to the courthouse, the court clerk's office saying, I'm here, uh, I'll see you in court. I'll settle at Mr. Law Firm, do something like that. But if it goes beyond 30 days, the person does not respond. Then the law firm takes it back to the courthouse saying, Judge, uh, Joe didn't respond. Then it goes to a second legal papers come out. Again, this is California only because, again, it varies state to state. But in California, a court date will be set up. Two, three, four months down the road, you get served more papers in the mail because now they know where you're at. 
and they say show up, you know, uh, May 30th at such and such courthouse. And at that point, you don't show up on that one. People think at this point, Jacqueline, they're going to get arrested. It doesn't happen. This is not a criminal case. It's just a debt. You know, if, you know, if they prove that you commit a fraud, that's different, which is rare, but it does happen. But if you don't show up on the court date, a judgment default goes against you. And, and then they can come out to say, I'm going to garnish your wages or bank account, put a lien on your real estate or something like that, or come after your bank accounts. So as John said, please do respond. I want to talk, talk a little bit more about um, what happens. Let me feel a little bit more about what, what are the potentialities of what could happen if you do not respond to the lawsuit at all. As Robert mentioned, uh, there's some negative things that can occur. Uh, the uh, First of all, there could be a default judgment against you, which means that you didn't show, so the other side automatically wins. And you don't want to hand them a victory without even attempting to uh, protect yourself. Uh, a second negative uh, action that can occur is called wage garnishment, where they can take a percentage of your earnings directly from your employer. The check that was supposed to be deposited to you, will be uh, that money will be subtracted and provided to the, uh, the victors in the lawsuit. Uh, the third thing they can do is what's called a bank levy, and that's where they can uh, they work in coordination with the bank, unfortunately, but they can debit money directly from your account without your knowledge, without your uh, any uh, forenotice, anything at all. It will be a surprise to you. They'll just delete it right from your account, and they can take up to the amount that was awarded them on that suit. And then finally, another negative uh, action that can occur against you if you uh, don't reply to the lawsuit. Uh, is that they can start beginning to accumulate further uh, debt on your behalf, such as adding attorney's fees, court costs, or a daily interest to the balance that you owe. Wow. Okay. I should go to court after receiving the legal paper because all these things could happen. It, right. Yeah, it can certainly, Jacqueline, because the point where John had mentioned they're going to get paid 100%. See, if someone were to respond, even if they missed the first set of legal papers, the attempt to sue, and there's a court date set up on the second legal papers in California, for example, they can go in there saying, judge, you know what? I owe five, but I'll give you 2000 cash today. You know, and that's called, that's pretty much called uh, negotiating at that point, you know, with, with, with the attorney around the spot and they'll negotiate, you know, maybe a mediator might come into play, who knows, but then they'll say, okay, lawyer, uh, 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 customer, go out in the hallway and talk about it, you know, come up with a settlement so we don't have to waste more taxpayer dollars. But as John said, if it goes through the whole thing and you get a wage garnishment or something lean, they're going to get paid 100% plus. What do I do if I get to the court appointment? Do I need an attorney? You can actually use an attorney. Uh, it's really, if people actually were to Google the subject uh, about how to defend myself if I'm being sued by an unpaid credit card debt. Most of them are credit card debts anyway. And the answer is uh, no. You really don't need an attorney. And, and one guys I want to make clear on, on a clarification, John and I are not lawyers or we're not a law firm. Okay. Uh, just giving you practical information over my 30 years of experience doing this that we have that just let you know that this is from a practical experience, but the answer to the question, no, you don't really need a lawyer, especially if the debt's only a couple of thousand. Geez, the attorney will charge you probably $1,200, maybe $2,000, depending on the, on the severity of the size of the debt and how deep it is in, into the process. So, you can negotiate. You can go to court and say, judge, by simply saying this, this is called exercising your rights. I disagree with the amount of debt that this law firm says I owe to Capital One. You know, uh, I think that the you know, under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, known as FDCPA, 
I disagree. And the judge, would, at least on the first court date, would have to give you an extension of anywhere between three to six months on average. Might be two months, might be seven months, but you know, three to six months, it'll give you time to get your thoughts together and your finances together to say, can I borrow the money to pay off it off or, or do something? But always, guys, always try to come up with a reduction in the amount. If you do it yourself without a lawyer, ask for a reduction in the amount that you owe, minus interest, penalties, and fees. You don't want the fat on the state. Can a collection debt be settled any time then? Because it sounds like you can. Yes, it can. Yeah. So uh, it can be settled any time. Now, if, if, the, if their wages have been garnished or lien levy on a bank account or a piece of real estate, it's too late. They're, they're, not, they're not motivated because if they're attached to your paycheck over time, as John indicated, they're going to get paid 100% plus attorney fees. So get it while the pickings early, guys, meaning that if it's with a law firm, the settlement, to get a lower settlement might be a little bit more difficult, but not impossible, you know, all the way down. Uh, you can simply ask for three things like, I need to see proof dollar for dollar breakdown of what you say I owe on this debt. Um, I need to see a copy of the original application bearing my signature. And most importantly, and if this is the case, if a debt buyer got involved before the law firm, in other words, Bank of America sold it to Portfolio Recovery, which is a debt buyer. They buy the debt from the bank and then they hire the law firm. There's two entries on your credit report showing the bank, Portfolio Recovery, and the law firm won't be on there because they're not a debt buyer. But they say, then I need to see a copy of when the debt buyer purchased the debt from the original creditor to establish a statute of limitations timeline, which I'll get into later. But if they can't produce that, you take that evidence back to court and say, judge, the law firm failed to come up with this information, so the whole debt has to be waived. That happens. That has happened. Not much, but it has happened. But but you can negotiate a settlement. The judge will be will, will force the, the law firm to entertain a settlement offer. You said earlier they can actually garnish my paycheck. Yes. Is there a way that I can stop that from happening? Go to court. Again, when it goes to the garnishment or, or levy stages, guys, you miss the actual court date. Remember, in California, first phase is intent to sue legal papers. Uh, a second one is a court date set up. And, and uh, if you miss that one, then the third step is they're going for the garnishment anyways. But if you missed both, because maybe you moved, maybe you honestly didn't receive both legal papers. Say, based on the size of the debt, a physical person, legal process has to go like this to you, saying you're being served. And they know that, hey, they, they saw Jacqueline at her home over here in Orange County, for example. So it's it's based on, they, they, they physically serve you, they make a note of that with it for the court. And if you miss the court date, yeah, uh, you'd still delay it by going back to the court or calling the court clerk's office saying, hey, I need more time. They may extend it. Going back to where you were saying, you're telling the judge, I don't believe I owe this money or something like that, right? Yep. But what if you do? Most people did use their credit card. It's not like a fraud. Mm -hmm. How can you actually say I didn't use it because they would just pull up all of your transactions? Well, again, you're not you're not lying to them. Uh, I'm just saying that they, it's called a, a proof of liability. It's a proof of that they have all their ducks lined up. So never, never say, I mean, if it's truly not yours, it's not yours. I mean, you file a police report early on and contest that with the creditor and the fraud department of the credit card company. But in the case where it is yours, guys, I don't say it's not yours. You can't say that. Saying that you can contest the steps that they took to get to where it's at today. You know, number one, Mr. Law Firm or debt buyer, I need to see a dollar for dollar breakdown of what you say is owed on this debt. Gee, you're saying 8000 but I believe it's only $6,000. How'd you come up with that amount? Number two, you know, I need to see a copy of the original application bearing my signature. What happens is with credit cards, when you apply online, 
they don't get an actual signature. They're supposed to send an addendum page that says sign here or, or a DocuSign. They never do that. Nope. And there, so there's actually no actual hard signature on anything. And the third one, I need to see uh, uh, um, proof of when the debt buyer or credit, you know, law firm, they bought it from, when they bought it from the original creditor because there is a two to an eight-year statute of limitations depending on the state. In California, it's a, federally, it's a four-year federal statute of limitations. So if they can't produce one, two, and three, and two is the toughest, by the way, then you go back to the judge saying, Judge, I gave that law firm 30 full days to come up with this information. They failed to. Here's my proof. And another, another wet webinar, we'll talk about the details of, the, of what to do if you have to go that far. But since they can't produce one, two, and three, not one or two or three, one, two, and three, then there's a good chance, not a great chance, but a good chance the judge may say, I'm sorry, law firm, but you broke the uh, FDCPA laws, Fair Debt Collection Practice Laws, and before this court date, and guess what? The debt may have to be waived. In fact, there's been some cases where the law firm, uh, uh, not so much the law firm, but the debt buyer or creditor may have to pay the consumer a financial settlement for violation of FDCPA. So again, does, I don't want to go that deep into this today, but it has happened, happens about 20, 25% of the time. If done correctly, there, there's a, a good chance, guys, not a great chance, but a good chance that debt that you actually incurred and charged on your card and accumulate all that debt can be waived to some extent. I'd like to piggyback on that, Rob. I, I think we can't stress enough that when you are being sued by your creditors, the burden of proof is on them. Mm, and you need to make sure to point out that they are responsible to show that you are responsible for that debt that they're claiming, that they have the right to sue you, and that you owe us a very specific amount. It, the burden of proof is completely mm. on them. So you need to challenge and fight back. And as Great. Robert mentioned, you do have in your tool belt the ability to counter sue if they do not do things correctly under the FDCPA. Yeah. And and also too, Jacqueline, there are FDCPA lawyers out there that can be uh, used uh, if needed. John, I do have a, a pretty good address book full of them that are local to in most states that we have over the years. We built our contact list and these type of law firms do not charge any money up front the bad guys will pay their legal fees if it has to go that far. And at that point, if you can prove an FDCPA uh, violation, it would be a good idea to get an FDCPA lawyer because, again, it doesn't come out of the consumer's pocket. It comes out of the out of the bad guys' pockets. That second request, the signature, I don't think I've ever signed a credit card. It's usually just over the phone and they, they record it. They say, oh, do you agree to all blah, 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 blah. And then I just say, I agree, and it's just a recording. Yeah, if it is recording, it's almost like the same as a signature, but it comes down to how they know that, that your twin sister wasn't the one acting on your behalf, you know, because you had a sore throat that day, or your mom was doing something, you know. So anything can happen. But as John said, you know, the burden of proof, proofs, it, it has to be in the pudding to say that this is your signature. So even though most the technology these days, a judge may say number two is stripped away, we're not going to count that, but still, one in three, we still have to come up with that information. And they have a time limit to come up with that, too. Yes. In California, it's 30 days. Uh, in most states, it's 30 days. I think the state of Maine is like 18 days but or 21 days. But I mean, it's going to vary state to state. Some are only 15 days. Um, so, But the majority of them, let's say, on average, two to four weeks to come up with that information. 
because they have to get it, that information from the creditor or sometimes the credit bureau. We've been talking about that's if you go to court. So like that's already gotten to the law firm. Now you're in court. This is what you're requesting. You said before it gets to the law firm, there's a collection agency. How would you deal with a collection agency the same way you would deal with a law firm or would it be a little different? Different. If a collection agency or a debt buyer known as a collection agency ever says, um, Jacqueline, we're going to take some legal action against you if this thing's not paid. Aha. So you, you threaten me with legal action. Are you a law firm, Mr. Collection Agency, or in-house lawyer, a lawyer representation? No, we don't. Okay. I got a piece of paper. I need the name of your law firm, the lawyer's name, phone number, and address. And if they can't produce that from that point, they also have 30 days to come up with that information. Or you, like John said, you can counter sue them for stress, financial, whatever you want to call it. But because they, they can't say, and they never will say in most cases, verbally or in a, in a letter writing, to say that we're going to take legal action if this is not taken care of. Oh, they cannot say that. They cannot say that, you know, unless they plan on doing it. That's different. You know, so, and John said, they don't have to notify you. They can sell to a, a law firm uh, um, or a, a debt buyer, but if it goes to a law firm, then you'll just get legal papers served that starts that process. But in early stage, yes, it all can be negotiated. If you're trying to buy a home, negotiate. But guys, whatever you do, never, ever, ever, ever pay on any collection debt because we'll get into another subject called, called credit, but it can get reaged on your credit report and it can open up a whole, a whole new set of problems for you. Never, ever. The collection says, hey, why don't you make a $100 payment today to, get this, to keep this thing safe? No, don't pay anything. Ask for documentation first before you pay anything. It would be the same request that I'm requesting from the law firm. Yes. And just come, yeah, yeah. And and one warning since we only have a few minutes left. When dealing with a collection agency, guys, or even a law firm or a debt buyer collection agency, it's being recorded for quality assurance. And they'll tell you that. Never say, I owe this. Never say, refer to yourself as me or I. How much you say I owe? How much you say that I charge on that credit card? How much you say is my balance? Say, keep yourself in a third party, you know, because they, they can use that against you in a court of law later. Hey, judge, she admitted that it's her debt. Always say, how much is owed on this account? How much you say is the balance on this account? You know, uh, you know what is owed? Never say I, me, I, we, whatever. Never refer yourself in a third party because, again, it is being reported. This part, what John Roberts was saying is that it's the burden of proof is on them to prove that it's yours. So you saying it's my debt or how much I owe, you're implicating yourself. Yes, then. Exactly. You know, don't stab yourself in the foot. You know, don't walk on your, you know, the one heel on top of the other heel. You'll kill yourself. And, it will, and depending on the size of the debt, they could be used you against you in the court of law later, especially if they produce recordings that they talk to you really before, right in front of a judge. So be careful. If someone hasn't paid, you're going to get thousands of phone calls throughout the day. Should you be answering those phone calls and just say, I want these three items? Or should you be ignoring those phone calls? Oh, well, it depends on your stress level. Uh, that's why people hire us to do the you know, no advance fee debt settlement services. But answer the call. First off, a collection agency or law firm cannot only call you once per calendar day. They can't call you until after only after 8 o'clock in the morning or not before, not after 9 p.m. Um, they, they can call and hang up, call and hang up. That doesn't count. But if you pick it up or they leave you a voicemail message, that's considered call number one for that day. If it goes into call number two in that same 24-hour period, that's called Telephone Collection Practice Act, known as TCPA, and that's a violation right there in itself. 
So that, that in itself can actually get the debt waived. But I'm saying is that, yeah, answer the call and, you know, and, and say, you know, I need, okay, number one, number two, number three, and they only have 30 days. Or better yet, guys, if you're stressed out because of what's going on with the whole world today with the virus or whatever it is, see, you can say something like this. Clutch agency, and this is where you can say I. I disagree with the amount of money that you say is owed on this account. You know, and and you're saying it's six thousand or and I think I only owe four. This is where you can say I this is the exception. I disagree with the amount of money that you say is owed on this account. So until further investigation, they have to stop calling you for a period of six months. Just by saying that. Yes. Yeah, but if you're trying to buy a home and, and you need it cleared because of the debt to income ratio issues, try to settle it. You know, say, get, give me something in writing first and then try to settle it, you know, or, hi, or, or give us a call. We can walk you through that process. But, but you know, just be careful. Watch your P's and Q's, what you say, how you say it. Never pay up the debt until you get something in writing that says what the balance is and the history about the debt. Very good information. I guess at this point, we request those three items that you said. Yes. Uh, say, I disagree with the amount you're saying, at least that buys you some time. And I think with the coronavirus and everything going on right now, even more so to kind of push it while they're down the pipeline. Yeah. Collection agencies actually are shutting their operation because, so I guess it's the advantage of the consumer. Uh, but but never that, if it's just in a normal you know business atmosphere, day atmosphere, and they're calling you, you do have rights, guys. Even though you charge the debt, you owe the money. You went to Vegas and you know dropped it on a uh, took a cash advance and dropped it on a hand of blackjack and lost. You have a right, depending on the age of the debt. I don't care if it's a day in collections or five years in collections, and you have to clear to buy a home because of the debt to income issues that the underwriter says at the mortgage company. Be careful what you say, how you say it, but everything is negotiable. How do people get a hold of you to get help? Uh, I'll give my information out, and then John can give his. Um, you know, uh, you can go to our, uh, our our send me an email, Robert at New Era DS for debt settlement. Robert at New Era N E W E R A D S dot com. My phone number is uh, 949 371 8885. And I'll say it again 949 371 8885. And uh, John Roberts. And uh, my email at New Era is John J O N at New Era ds.com that's new era ds.com my phone number is 949-371-8899 do you guys have a website new era debt solutions with an s on the end.com new era debt solutions.com perfect go there for information yep. call john or robert for help or I know you, Robert said you will give advice to if they call. If it's something lower than a few thousand, you actually will show them how to do it at no cost. Yeah, any size debt, to be honest. And also, guys, if anyone listening uh, to this podcast are in the real estate or mortgage industry, let us know about your clients. You know, we can do webinars for your, your clients, a great way Absolutely. to build your business. Yeah, yeah, let us know. So if you're in the real estate or especially the mortgage business or insurance business, give us a call. We could talk offline about that. Well, thank you, Robert and John. Till next time, listener, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, 
go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while- Until next time, have a wonderful week.